Yeah, so uh, just prepare to... Uh, it, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fired. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch goodness. Welcome, Pacer fans. You are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacer podcast. Today is June 1st, 2022, and this is episode 594. Is that right? I, that's, what, that's what the website says. Holy cow. Um, we are nearing 600 episodes. Uh, when we started this, we thought we'd get six. So, um, we are coming to you from, uh, Asheville, North Carolina. I'm your host, John Colson, the in-house bartender. Um, joining me this week is one of our analysts, uh, but we're still coast to coast like butter toast, uh, from Boise, Idaho, out West, our enforcer, our enforcer. Uh, coming to you from Boise, Idaho, out west, <laughs> our enforcer, John Harper. What is going on, buddy? I'm not very near the coast. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, when we started this, it was it was Portland to D.C. and it was in, and then and then I was in Denver. I was in, was and I in Seattle. Was in, I think I was in. No. You were in Seattle when we started. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah I was in you're Seattle. right. You're right. And uh, I was in Denver, and Joey was in Indy, and it, it, we were just like very. We were in all four uh, time zones. I mm-hmm. think that mm-hmm. was. It felt like coast to coast, like butter toast. Um, but you know what? I still appreciate um, what we do. I, I would like to uh, mention to uh, the fans that I have only hosted once or twice ever, and it's usually a disaster. But I'm reading the script right now, and this it says now segment drinks. So. Um, Harper, what are you you've drinking? Got, you've got a really old script in front of I've you. I've got an old script. I've got an old script. Uh, what are you drinking, Harper? Uh, I, it's too late for breakfast wine, so it's dinner wine. <laughs> dinner wine. Um, and you know what? I just finished my last High Life, so I can't even use the jingle. I'm just drinking a Miller Lite, so. Uh, we're coming to you today because uh, this is the day of the NBA Finals. And we did not want our fan base to uh, watch game one of the NBA Finals without knowing uh, your undebeatables picks. Well, I mean, two of our hosts wanted that to happen. (laughs) Actually, Joey sent his pick, and and I might respect it. We'll see. Uh, Jason's screwed. Going hard hard left on it, whatever he's got. (laughs) That's what you get for... Having children or <laughs> being responsible. Wives. Yeah. Needing sleep. Yeah. No, yeah. All that stuff is working. It's, <laughs> it's for the birds, man. It is for the birds. Uh, that's, so so you're stuck with John and John who don't deal with that nonsense. No. <laughs> cheers. Uh, cheers. I'm drinking on a weeknight. <laughs> Uh, that's what I call every day. Mm. So, um, 
Uh, Harper, I would like to uh, uh, ask how you felt about the end of the Eastern Conference Finals, uh, Boston versus Miami. Uh, I think we talked Game Five last time, um, and then uh, we've had since had Game Six and Game Seven. Uh, how'd you feel about how the Eastern Conference Finals ended? I mean, heck. It was. It ended a heck of a lot better than it started for me. I mean, mm, it was just yeah. that weird seesaw thing where everything was kind of a blowout, but it was give a game, take a game sort of thing. Um, you know, and, and credit to the coaching staffs for getting their teams so prepared that they just manhandled the uh, opposition the following game. But it's not great as a fan. Uh, things certainly tightened up uh, as they came down the home stretch. Miami put it on them pretty good in game six, 47 point. I mean, really just a, a, a playoff gem from, from Butler. My, I mean, my, my goodness. No. So Jimmy Butler put together one of the greatest playoff performances of all time. Right. I mean, it's gotta be on a list of a top 25 or something. Right. 47, I mean, it's an elim- nine, eight, yeah, elimination game, 16 yeah. and 29 from the floor, four of eight from three point land. He is not, the, the most adept Known three-point as a shooter three-point. on that team. For now, for sure. Uh, 11 of 11 from the free throw line, plays 45 minutes, uh, and yeah. turns the ball over one time. He also has four oh steals God. and a block. Uh, he threw in some just ridiculous shots in there. Uh, of and course, dunks. And-, oh, yeah. and, of course, was playing fantastic defense the whole time. I mean, it, it really the entire was time. effort. Do you? I mean, am I wrong to say this is a top twenty-five playoff performance of all time? I mean, there's been some great ones, but you know, there has been. If you're a but Heat fan, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, for sure. But I mean, I mean, even if you're a Heat fan, you've got like LeBron and and uh, you know D Wade on that list. It's still got to be in a uh, high on that list. He was brilliant. And this is the other thing: the game before. He couldn't draw iron for a shot. I, I mean, I, I think he was, I, he didn't hit 20 points, I'm pretty sure. Uh, the shots they was putting up, they all looked uh, short. He looked like he had no legs. Um, yeah. and, um, he was playing through some and then, pain, I think, too. There appeared to be some injury. Yeah, well, what happened? I mean, did you get a good good massage? Like, uh, you know, you get a little, uh, little German shot? What's going on? Like, I don't know. <laughs> a German shot? Isn't that what uh, uh, Kobe used to do? He used to go to Germany oh. and come back and he'd we're, be better. We're talking like the, the platelet stuff that, that Peyton yeah, Manning yeah. used to get and stuff in his neck. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah no, probably more likely just a cortisone shot or something. But Cortisone, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, he might have he got something, but, you know, it, whatever the case is. I mean, he's 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 a warrior, man. He, uh, yeah. Well, actually, he's a heat. He's a, but, he's a yeah. heat. It's just, <laughs> it's plural. It's not plural. I don't like it. Well, and, and I would also like to talk about uh, Kyle Lowry's transition from Game 5 to Game 6. His transition. Uh, well, I mean, he looked like he didn't belong in the NBA in Game 5. In Game 6, he looked... The two of them looked like an undebeatable duo in Game 6. He did everything he needed to do. He was in all the right places defensively. He had all the big shots. Um, I, I thought he, was, he, he had all the assists. I thought he covered the floor... He was the perfect complement to Jimmy Butler in Game Six, and I mean, you start to look at this team and you go, okay, you know, Spolstra's a genius, Bam Adebayo's a defensive force in the middle, and then you've got these two guys that that can turn it on. This team could go to the finals. 
I started to believe. Did you? I did. I started to believe. I have. Just... They won in Boston in Game Six, and they won dominantly. I just, I, I, I just have so little trust in Kyle Lowry. So little trust. Because he's thirty six. I mean, he's no. won a ring before. Like he not knows because what he's doing. of what Kyle Lowry was doing. I don't know. I don't think Toronto wins without without Kyle Lowry. Kyle I mean, Lowry. they probably wouldn't have gotten there in the regular season and early playoffs without him, but it was not his stellar. He wasn't the best guy on that team. I mean. Oh, no, no. He's never been the best guy yeah. on any team. But I think he's the savvy veteran that's the second or third, fourth best player on a team that matters. And will occasionally a, lay just a horrific egg in a, in a you know, conference <laughs> really finals game. game for you. <laughs> yeah. But occasionally he'll also hit the game-winning three-pointer or take the game-winning Every charge. time he... T- I mean, that's the thing, too. I'll tell you what was driving me nuts in that game is the calls that were going his way. He was just throwing himself yeah. into bodies and, like, getting... That was yeah. just garbage. Whatever. Anyway, yeah. Kyle Lowry. Suck it. Um, <laughs> Oladipo um, oh, was interesting. doing his part, I guess. I just... Yeah, no... You're, you're, I'm coming out of this game, and I'm thinking they only let Adebayo take six shots in this game. Uh, it took 47 from Butler and a great game from Kyle Lowry, which I just don't expect at this point in the season. I was a little nervous for the Heat at this point. Yes, they looked good. <laughs> and a couple big shots from Oladipo. <laughs> yeah, and a couple big shots from Oladipo, no less, right? And then he also did the same thing in Game 7. Uh, wasn't great, but hit a couple really clutch shots. Uh yeah. This was a really interesting game. So I <laughs> so I was watching this sort of just like out of the corner of my eye on some level. Because I, I was like, look, Boston's dominating this game. It doesn't matter. Mm. And then all of a sudden, uh, Jimmy Butler's pulling up for a three-pointer to go ahead with, what, 20 seconds left? 12 seconds left? 12. 12 seconds left. Yep. And I was like, what is happening? I totally was convinced that Boston was winning this game wire to wire. Um, and, well, spoiler alert. And they did. They did. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They did. But um, there was a three-minute span where uh, the Boston offense fell apart and uh, Miami's defense and some of their shot makers made it interesting. And I, I, I really, for a second, was doubting that Boston was going to win this one. Were you when when Jimmy put up the shot? What did you think? Was that going in? Um, I mean, the the, the last couple games he'd had, you know, uh, I'm sure he thought it was going in. Um, I mean, my first thought was, you know, you you got Boston not in a set defense. You got Al Horford guarding Jimmy Butler on his heels. Uh, and a path to the in basket. The um, you know, w- when I think about Jimmy Butler's preferred shots, I think about him going downhill and creating contact. There's more than one way to score three points on a possession, and they were down two. Yeah, he's not a three-point shooter. Um, so my first thought was, ooh, that is a questionable shot. Um, and, yeah, it, I mean, it didn't go. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that I I, I was ups- I actually was upset at the mo in the moment. I agree with you. I thought he should have thrown his body into Al Horford, but the thing is, is I don't know if they call that foul that late in the game. And I and Al Horford's an excellent defender. Um, yeah, some Jimmy big Butler's, blacks coming down the stretch in that one. Yeah, 
And 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 I think that if you are that late in a game, um, and and the season's on the line, and you have that much space, he had a lot of space because because you have Al Horford backpedaling, and there's nobody around you. Like he had the space to shoot the shot. I think you take that shot, and I think he did the right thing to do it. I'm always the guy that go go down, make the, you know, uh, you know, don't settle for the three pointer, go to the basket, but. I think in that moment, I think it was probably the right decision. And um, look, he played all 48 minutes in this game. Um, I mean, he's allowed to miss a shot. I mean, but, but that's exactly my point, right? Like, you know, if he was fresh and had his legs under him, that, that feels like a better shot to me. You know what I mean? And look, you can't fault the guy. He put up, what, 90 points in, you know, games. Yeah, six, he had 35 in this yeah, game. He can, yeah, he can yeah. take whatever the hell shot he wants, and anybody who has <laughs> anything to say about it can just about suck it. Like, I'm not a Jimmy Butler yeah, fan, for but sure. he did his oh, part. Oh, I'm not either. You know but, what I mean? But, I mean, look, I mean, he was absolutely heroic. Yeah, in these 100%. So he can shoot whatever, you know, his light is green. And if that's the <laughs> shot that he wants, that's the shot that he can take. And in today's NBA, it is hard to fault a guy taking an open three-point shot. It just is. But... You know, when things are tight and you need a bucket, you know, my advice to guys is always do what you do best. And what he does best is not pull up and transition for a three-pointer. Right. Especially... He's not, Reg, he's not Reggie Miller. Especially when he's tired. Because, I mean, again, you're right. A yeah. rogue effort plays all 48 Plays all forty-eight in that one. So All 48. He didn't he'd take a minute off. Also, the other thing I was thinking of is if he takes two steps in, yeah. um, Al Horford is... Yeah, is all the way back under the basket. Oh. He's still got a wide open look. Yeah. You know, and he could tie the game at the free throw line jumper, you know. So like that that's also something. But again, it's hard to follow a guy in the middle of you know, I mean, look, we've we've played basketball for it. You don't really think about this stuff. You're just playing, you know. Um and um he had a, he had an open look. He took it. Yeah. So I I mean, I think I was I was more surprised in the moment than I was after I reflected on it a bit, you know. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. At any rate, the Heat go down. Um, you know, the Celtics get. I mean, they were the one seed. Great efforts <clears throat> up and down, up and down the roster, uh, but it was really the guards, uh, Tatum, Smart, and Brown. I mean, twenty six, twenty four, twenty four. They had twenty five boards between them. They had seventeen assists between them. Um, I mean, these guys are just a handful. And then Al Horford with 14 boards and a monster block coming down the stretch. Jason Tatum, incidentally, the first winner of the uh, Larry Bird Award for the Larry Bird Award. Eastern Conference MVP. Did we? Uh, we probably haven't mentioned that uh, Steph Curry won the first Magic Johnson Award for the Western Conference MVP. Uh, we haven't. We haven't. But yeah. that may be a so footnote for him this season. For, for either one of these guys, as it turns out. Yeah. Because one enough. of these two guys uh, is almost certainly going to be your finals MVP. I agree with that. Okay, so now we've got Boston going to play uh, Golden State. How are you feeling about this? We, I mean, we've talked about it already. I, I think that shapes up to be a heck of a series. Uh, the defense that the Celtics can show – both on a team, but most specifically on that perimeter is just really, really good. I mean, they're holding NBA teams in the, you know, 
at this point in the three-point era to under 100 a game consistently in the playoffs. I mean, these guys are just monsters. Uh, they got length. They're versatile. They have high IQs. Uh, they play as a team. Uh, I mean, these guys have got a lot going for them. They're, they're the best defensive team in the NBA right now. Um, and, and it's not just the wing, though. Right. I mean, you know, we've we've got the Marcus Smart and the Brown and the Tatum, but you've also got an Al Horford. You've also got uh, Robert Williams. I mean, these guys are now granted he's injured. He's he only played half of game seven, but um, these guys are devastating. And and you mentioned before that the Warriors have never seen anything like this in any of their um, any of their championship runs. Uh, where someone can be matched up on all of their spots, right? So you got Smart playing Curry, you've got you've got Brown playing, uh, you know, Clay, um, you know, Tatum could play Wiggins or uh, Poole, you know. I mean, there's just so much uh, versatility from that wing spot uh, defensively, and then you know you feel like Horford can can play with Draymond and um, and and and. I know that that uh, the Warriors are good defensively, but I don't. Well, okay, actually, let's get to that. I think my main problem with choosing this thing is I think Boston matches up defensively great with the Warriors, but I'm real concerned about their um, their offense. The Warriors are never going to stop scoring. That's what they do, even if they have great defense. They keep moving the ball. They have the most elite scorers maybe in the history of basketball uh, in their backcourt. And I just don't know if Boston keep up. They, they Against Miami, they went through long stretches of not being able to play the basketball, uh, score the basketball. Uh, most recently, in the last three minutes of Game 7, they couldn't put the ball in the basket. And Miami came all the way back and almost won that series because they couldn't put the ball in the basket. And so... I'm concerned for Boston, even though I think they're better defensively and they're a better team overall, but I think the Warriors have the, um, they've already been there. Um, they've got the reps and, um, I'm not sure that they go through the offensive droughts that, uh, Boston does. So to put that in perspective, so, uh, Boston, every one of their starters got at least one vote for defensive player of the year. Right. All five of them. Yeah. They're real good. I mean, that that is... That's a, that's historic, that is right? Special. Has that ever happened? Not, that's never I happened. Mean, I, I don't have the stats on that, but I you know, I, I can't imagine when it would have happened because that's yeah. pretty crazy. Maybe the Pacers in 2012, 13? No, no. But not even then. No they way. wouldn't have given it to George Hill, no right? No way. <laughs> and, you know, the experience gap, something like 124 finals games for the Warriors... And right. a big fat zero for everyone on the Celtics. Uh, now, that said, you know, obviously these guys have a ton of playoff experience at large. Um, you know, Al Horford. They've been to the Eastern Conference Finals multiple times. Yeah, and I think Al Horford has as many games as any active player who hasn't been to the Finals. I think he's leading in that stat. So, um, Oh, shout out Al Horford. So, you just, so he's the longest tenured playoff guy that's never been to the yeah, Finals? Yeah, I think he's got the most personal playoff games without ever making the finals of, of at oh, least well, a shout out for he's been such a warrior for a long time he's not a warrior, not a warrior. you're right not a yeah, warrior. yeah 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 
<laughs> uh, this is the this is the Lance Stevenson story, right? He just you bring him back later, and he just yeah. he brings the he brings everything together. Well, Brad Stevens looking pretty smart right about now. I don't think they'd be here with Kimba on the floor. Much well, you as know I what love he the really, robot. You know what he really is. So that that's another interesting point, and I I, I liked. Uh, you know, a guy who had coached this team for, what, 10 years? Um, uh, whatever it was, goes to the front office, and the first thing he does is go back and get an old player that got traded away. And that is part of the secret ingredient. Like, uh, I'll give a ton of credit for Ime uh, Odoka <laughs> yeah. for uh, doing his uh, job and being a great coach and uh, turning a 500 team you know, at the 50 win mark into a, a finals team. Um, I just, I think that Brad Stevens needs some credit for knowing his team very well and bringing the piece that he needed. And I think, uh, you know, Horford is that piece. So shout out. Yeah. I mean, he's certainly been a difference maker for them. And, uh, you know, he's not, he's not the guy filling with the stats, but he's the guy who's willing to do the little things. And just, again, like everyone on this Boston team, is so very versatile. Um, he's high IQ, I mean, to a man. Uh, these guys, you know, they're, they're long and they're tall. Uh, they're willing to play defense. They're willing to sacrifice. They're willing to make the right play. They're willing to pass, but they know they can score. I mean, this is a, this is a well-constructed team. That's it. I would not concede that they are a better team than the Golden State Warriors. Um, well, so I, I, just, I, I mean, look, the Warriors have been to the finals, what, four times out of the last six years? And that's, and they're in a drought. <laughs> I, 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 um, they, they've had some injuries lately. They're probably not underdogs. They're probably the favorites. They have home oh, court. Oh yeah, no, they're, they're, they're favorites. <laughs> Yeah, okay. All right. We spent a lot of time talking about Boston because we because we we were pleased with how their run has gone. But yeah, yeah. You're and right. the Warriors were at home resting and preparing to play Boston. They also had a way easier path to this. I mean, all you got to do is stop the Mavericks from hitting three pointers. I mean, that wasn't the like, only series that they played in this playoffs. Denver only had uh, Jokic. They didn't have Murray. I mean, like, I, I don't know. I feel like this wasn't that hard for them to get here. They didn't have to play Phoenix. I mean, it's because Phoenix got beat by a team that they manhandled. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, look, I, I it's not the toughest road to the finals ever, but, I mean, they just went out and took care of business. So They definitely did that. I mean. And they've been here before. Yeah, a now, okay. bunch of times. And I just, a I think that they have the deeper roster. I think that, you know. Okay, I, I, okay. I mean, I'm fine with that. I agree there's with that. no point in making comparisons because it's like no comparing apples and, you know, West Africa. Or, like, I don't even know. It doesn't even make any sense. Apples and horns. Like, apples and pineapples? No, like apples and rocket ships. It's, it's, it's like it's not, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, right? Apples and rocket ships is probably the name of the product. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and what the Warriors do, like, yes, they have guys who can hit shots, but it's really the motion in that offense, which is so challenging for everyone, right? Does not stop. Uh, now, that said, Boston is, is better suited than most teams to deal with it because of their ability, um, 
you know, to understand what's happening around them, uh, communicate as a team, and and because of that length. But I, we've all seen the Warriors play at this point. There are some things, I mean, after seven or eight screens on one possession, I mean, there's just only so much you can do out there. And these guys right. know how to find ways to get open. Um, right. And yes, Boston is better defensively, but what Golden Than State... Than anybody they've ever seen in this playoff run. I mean, you can go back. You can look at all the teams in the West that they played. You can look at they played Cleveland every year in the finals, or I mean, I guess Toronto one year. But like all those teams, that was a pretty good defensive team. Good. That Toronto team, yes, and they lost, but they also had uh, Clay and and uh, Durant were injured. But I mean, thing is, I don't think they've ever seen defense like this. So that's why I think makes this slightly interesting. Oh, no, I, I mean, I think it should be a grace. Because otherwise right. I would just give this to Warriors and six. Yeah, I mean. Uh, if, 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 the, if, you know. Or because four. I just don't, <laughs> or four, yeah. I, actually, I think that's what Jason called and said. He said Warriors and four. Um, that's what he had. Uh, uh, I thought he said Boston and four, but. Oh, did he say Boston yeah. and four? Okay, I must have yeah, okay. read it. Okay, so uh, Jason's got Boston and four. <laughs> I, I my my thing is, I, I I really did think because of the um, the experience, which I think matters a ton. I lean towards the Warriors on this. How are you feeling? Uh, despite Jason's like totally <laughs> being all in on Boston. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason that the Warriors are favored in this series. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. I mean, yeah, sure, home court advantage means a lot. The experience means a lot. Uh, Steve Kerr and isn't Mike Brown their assistant coach? <laughs> like, so yeah, I mean they are and should be favored. Additionally, uh, I was listening to J- Jalen last night and he was like, "Don't forget, man, Steph still doesn't have his MVP yet." And he's like, "I don't think this guy's going to be denied this year." And it's it's kind of hard to argue with, you know. It, it is very likely that if the Warriors win this, uh, that Steph Curry will be the MVP of the series. Um, Boston will because it's the only thing that's not on his resume right now. Pretty much, and it's you know also also that would put him four titles, which would put him matched with LeBron as the greatest winner of his era. I mean, he's yeah, he's he's really good, uh, and he's still got something to prove. You know, you can be sure that Boston is going to be throwing the kitchen sink at him, but there's no reason to think that that Clay. Clay's not going to be able to score forty a game if he needs to. I mean, you know, if you if you're willing to throw, I think I, th- I think Curry, Brown or Tatum uh, might have something to say about that. Not if you're dub- not if you're doubling would... Curry. Well, I think Marcus Smart can keep up with him. I think I think defensively, this will be difficult for the Warriors. It's going to be um, extremely so... physical, but the Warriors have been there before. If they can stay healthy, they'll win. All right, so uh, Joey uh, actually uh, he did he did text me. Uh, he wants Boston in six. Um, I I'm gonna say Warriors in five. You said Warriors in five? Yeah. Jeez. Um. And and uh, Jason's got uh, Boston. No, in four. no. Not gonna do that. No, too. he does. No, he we does. need to cover our he bases does. here, bud. <laughs> we'll give him Warriors in four then. No, he'd have one. That's in, at least interesting. He'd almost certainly have. I mean, one of them in five. He's gonna have one of them in seven. 
I mean, we're at the very least. Oh, he'll have one of them. At the very least, we're hoping for a long series here. I would take Golden State in seven. And he'll take Boston in seven. Yeah. Well, you know what? Actually, I've got. Well, I've got Golden State. I've got Golden State in six. I hate it, but I do. All right. Well, let's give him Boston in seven because Boston has won the last two. Uh, series in seven on the road on the road both yeah. the games you know Spolstra had never lost a game seven at home he was like 22 and hours I, I can't remember what the stat was but it was like well, four, also, four or five it, it, that was what it was, but. well and also uh, some of our fans might not know this but this is no longer the Roracle like, this is the new uh, arena for the Golden State Warriors so they could definitely want to try to win a championship in their opening year but also it's different. The sound is different. It's not. It's not as intimidating place to play because there's more space for rich people to, you know, eat food and stuff. So anyway, um, I, I think that maybe uh, maybe this. Uh, it's not the Roracle. It's the the home court is not as important. And uh, the the Celtics have won, I think, seven road games in this in this uh, playoff run. So, um, I said Warriors in five, but. Let me take Boston in seven. Okay, you can have Boston in seven. I'll take Golden State in seven, and we'll throw and we'll throw Jason on Golden State in six. Yeah, I like it. I like it because several times during this playoffs, he's taken my number, and then the the number that I fell on as as a default to that has has been the right one. So I'm going to do him a favor here and get him on Golden State in six. Okay, Golden State in Golden six. Golden State in six. Uh, Joey's got Boston and six. Uh, you have Warriors and seven, and I have Boston and seven. You have Boston and seven. I feel good about this. Um, I, and and uh, I'm looking forward to because you've done you keep all the numbers. I'm looking forward to after the finals is over, telling us how we all did in the in the playoffs. Yep. Because that's going to be a lot of math you can't do on the fly. Oh, <laughs> I think we already talked about the first couple rounds. Um, I, I did have Boston in seven, by the way, <laughs> last series, because I'm quite sure that uh, that it was because Jason picked Miami in seven. And I was like, we, we talked <laughs> about exactly it. Like, it's why. a long, se- it's exactly a long series. Uh, and I don't think anyone had. I think I had Boston in four, I think, or five. Yeah, five. Was, yeah, was, yeah Boston in five. Yeah. It's very, very ambitious. But I, 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 at least I got the, the, the right team. You did. You I'm did still get the right on. Team. I'm still on Way the board. Way to go, buddy! So you get a point for the right team and two points for the, and a point for being on the number, right? Yeah. So two points total. Um, yeah. But I, I can't remember. Did we have some escalating? I don't know. We'll, we'll have to work it out. No, no, we, I don't think we did. Yeah. But we should definitely get extra <laughs> for the finals at least. But. Right, because if you didn't pick, because yeah, if you've lost your team earlier on, like. You should get an extra point for if you've had the original team the whole time. Oh, yeah. You get extra points for that, sure. Okay. Well, the Golden, Golden State won in five against Dallas. Is that right? Uh, six. Six. Oh, I, I had that, too. Oh, my goodness. So you're definitely winning right now. <laughs> but neither of my teams that I picked originally are in. That's for sure. Because I, I think I had the Bucks Suns. Yeah, you had you had Bucks Suns. Yeah. yeah, you did. And I had, uh, I had uh, Celtics uh, Suns. And I think I had Celtics winning it all, so we'll see. We'll see. There's still time. Yeah, there is still time. Harper, do you want to uh, uh, take a small break and then and then have a small panic attack about the uh, the Pacers offseason after this, or sure. you just want to 
uh, get out of here. No, we can. Uh, I, I love Anxiety Corner. It's my fave. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take uh, let's take three, and we'll be back in uh, just a minute for Colson's Anxiety Corner. Pacer Nation. Is that what we do? Is that how he does it? No. Uh, it's how you uh, do it. Yeah. It's just, this is, I'm running this show. It's your show, Welcome baby. back from the break, bitches. <laughs> the other one was better. It was slightly okay. less alienated to the listener, but. Fair enough. That's right. We're workshopping. Um, we're workshopping. <laughs> I've never, I've never hosted before. Maybe one time. I think they, they kind of uh, put the the uh, reins on me for a reason um here's here's what i want to know harper oh actually before before we get going i'm i'm a little nervous about my pick i mean you know i took the halftime and i was thinking about it i said boston and seven um but my argument was that boston's gonna have trouble scoring just because they go through those phases oh yeah it didn't make any sense and even with the warriors being really well defended with their championship experience, they're going to find a way to win. I definitely probably should have stuck with Warriors in five. Uh, but I'm going to go with uh, my stupid pick of Boston in seven. So Hey, we're rooting um, for a long series. We're doing the right thing karmically. Speaking. Okay. Karmically, sure. As an I analyst, just, we're idiots. We are idiots. I really think that uh, Steph Curry wants to get his MVP. Yeah. Uh, and his fourth title, yeah. and he can be on. Uh, that puts him in what a top ten player of all time list, top twelve. I mean, I mean, there's a good argument that he's the best player of his era. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, already. Yeah, although he's playing at the same time LeBron James is. So I'm aware. <laughs> oh, oh, bulletin board material. For LeBron next season, I guess. I don't know. That doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, bring, also, bring it, LeBron? No one was... I don't know. Is non-playoff contender LeBron? <laughs> Nobody listens to this crap. Okay, so... <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, one of the things I wanted to do... Um, the thing that uh, keeps me up at night um, is the Pacers offseason. Um, I know that uh, we're in the middle of uh, the playoffs and getting ready to do the finals. Um one of my favorite things in the entire world is Pacer playoff games. 
we haven't had to worry about that this year. Nope, wasn't a problem. Um, we had to worry about lottery balls. Uh, we ended up with a sixth pick. Um, my mother called me uh, after I we released that uh, episode, and she was like, it seems like you guys are really sad that we got the sixth pick. And um, I said, yes, I am. Um, the rest of them were trying to talk me off the ledge, but yes, I'm sad. Um, and she was like, that's still a really high pick. And I went, all right, let me think about this. Mom, you're a very smart lady. Um, smarter than my uh, co-hosts that were trying to talk me off the ledge. <laughs> Those idiots. I mean, they were saying the same thing you're saying, but let me think about it now that mom's the, you know. Yeah, mom cut to it. the mom, mom cut to the quick though. She was like, six is, six is a, you know. Six is good. Six it's is a great. low number. It's lower than seven. <laughs> exactly. We were, we were getting all complicated with modal outcomes and shit. That's not, nobody cares yeah, about Yeah, that's statistics. the thing. We were talking about modal outcomes. Nobody cares exactly. about statistics. <laughs> Six is like, well, a good number, and, and and so I started to do some research, and there was a wonderful article, and I'm going to link uh, to this in the show notes about um, uh, Murray, Keelan Murray, um, who most um, uh, most of these mock drafts has us picking at six. So the reason I was so sad a couple episodes ago is because I really wanted to be the one or two spots. So we get Jamari Smith, Jabari Smith. I thought he was the one impact player in this game. And then outside of that, I wanted to get maybe four so we could get Jaden Ivy. Who's a local hero who I think is, is a pre-injury Oladipo who would be amazing with uh, Tyrese Halliburton. He's clutch. He's explosive um, and, and really interesting. And, and to get six, you're, you you don't get either of those guys. Um, uh, this Keelan uh, Murray kid uh, sounds like oh Keegan. I should probably learn his name if he's going to be on the team. This don't Keegan jinx Murray it. kid. Don't, I don't want you to invest it in anyone. We lost a, a number one pick that we never had, and you were a crush. So let's not get I too attached to any of these guys. <laughs> manage uh, expectations Ke- right now. No, 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 no. This is no. We can't manage my. We cannot manage we my have expectations. To manage that, your no, expectations. that's what I'm here for. <laughs> I'm just losing my mind. I have I have been talked into the fact that Keegan Murray is a legitimate prospect. Who uh, he's 22 years old, so he's a little bit older, uh, but has and he he had a late growth spurt, uh, but he's worked harder than everybody else. He's got a twin brother. He's which a hell of really a lot cool. younger than old man Duarte. That's right. He is way younger than old man Duarte. Um, we're also not afraid of taking older prospects. Uh, he seems to me a little bit like um, a 3-4 in the mold of a Danny Granger. Uh, he comes in as a, a defensive prospect who can also score. You know, eventually uh, Danny Granger stopped caring about defense and just became a scorer. But when he first got his teeth cut in the NBA, it was, it was a, as a defender. Um, and I, I also blame uh, the coach on that one. What was that guy's name? The guy before Vogel. Which one? Timmy O'Brien? Yeah. I, it, was, it was O'Brien's fault. That, was his that name Tim? It wasn't Tim. Tim O'Brien's a different guy. Somebody it was O'Brien. Ann O'Brien. Jerk O'Brien. <laughs> Jerk, jerky three-point O'Brien. Celtics, man, I blame the Celtics. So, yeah, so I, Jim, I, O'Brien. Uh, Jim O'Brien, Jim O'Brien was close. <laughs> you were very close. And the moment I looked away from you, I saw Jim in my head. I don't know what that means. Let's not dig any further into that. Just look me in the eyes a little bit longer. 
Um, so oh, I'm done. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I think this. I think this kid could be really useful. I think he could play three or four for us, which is what we need um, on this team because uh, we are uh, losing our three four. Uh, who hasn't really played for us in a long time. I assume we're talking about TJ Warren. We are talking about TJ Warren. He used to play for us like two and a half years ago. He was great. Rumor has. Um, uh, also, uh, Jalen Smith, who we brought in for a second round draft pick, who I got real excited about as our as a future of our four, uh, can be stolen if anybody wants to pay him more than four and a half million dollars, which I assume someone yeah, will. Yeah, he got um, yeah, so uh, so we have some need at the three four spot. Um, uh, Duarte, I think, um, can play the three. Uh, I really like him as a big two, but also I like Buddy Heald as the two, uh, who works really well with. Um, he ain't going anywhere with his contract. Uh, with his contract, and I think he works really well with Halliburton, and I'm okay with that. Get a great season um, for us. It, it could be it could be that he eventually ends up uh, as spark puck off the bench if we can. Um, put enough talent on this team but right now he's the most talented two guard we have um but if you bring in a you know uh, a keegan um murray it could be you put him at three if you could hold on to a jalen smith um i my concern uh i guess harper and what i need to ask you is if we can pull this off if we can get this guy at six what does that say for your rotation um he could play a small ball five even maybe. Um, does it make the, even though I desperately want to keep Jalen Smith and I, I'd like to keep um, Warren, does it make it easier to let these guys go? Cause they're probably going to leave. Does it make what? The it, easier for these guys to leave. They're probably going to leave. Right. I mean, it's nice to get a replacement piece at that position. You mean for Warren and Smith? Yeah, I mean, those guys are beyond our control, right? I mean, everybody that we're looking at, and it really most of the guys in our range anyway, are, are twos and threes. So even if it's not Keegan Murray, who I know you love, you know, other guys that may be on the board, I mean, Jaden Ivey may fall. Like, there are mock drafts right. where he's ours, and I think we should sure. take him if he's there. I definitely think we should take him. I agree. Unless Jabari Smith falls to six. <laughs> we should take Jaden <laughs> uh, But also, you know... Shaden Sharp, I think, is hard to pass up at six. Um, you know, if, if Keegan Murray's not there, A.J. Griffin, I think, is a very good prospect. Benedict sure. Matherin, very good prospect. Yeah, I'm not sold on him. Um, I, I mean, he's a 6'6 shooting guard. He can hit the three. Uh Whatever. The, the kid can play. He's probably not going to be... I mean, there's a good chance he won't be on the board when we get there anyway. So CBS has him going to Detroit. So there's people who don't even think he'll be on the board at six. So you may not Look, love I mean, him, I, but there are people who do. I'm glad there are people that do because yeah. I don't... I'm not necessarily... I but, just want him to play more defense. Yes, Here's we, what I've we learned. need something between Here. two and four. The only two positions that we really have locked down are one and five with Halliburton well, and, and that's a assumed that we're of... Um, Isaiah Jackson and you know Miles and Turner. Miles Turner, yeah. right? And that's assuming we're holding on to Miles Turner. Well, but it seems like I like said, I are. mean that's that's part of the equation, though, right? The combination of those guys means that we feel pretty good at at five, and really right, right, four right. or five. Yeah, but no, I agree. I think I think two, three, 
four is what we're looking for, which gives us a lot of space to look at in the draft. Um, also, we have a ton of cap space. Um, there's a lot of things we can do on the trading block. I am at this point uh, over the miles. Uh, the uh, <laughs> is over, that a Freudian slip? Mm, yeah, maybe it was. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm over the Brogdon experiment. I'm ready to get him out. I kind of forgot uh, he was still on our team. Yeah. He's no longer our point guard because we drafted the we didn't draft we traded our best player um, for him um, for uh, Tyrese Halliburton and he's clearly the the future of the franchise. Brogdon we we played a few games with him at two, try to see what that would look like, uh, and we switched it up and then and then maybe Brogdon was playing one. Um, they play at completely different paces. It's like it's like uh, incongruous uh, completely. And I and I think that Brogdon needs to be gone um, yesterday. So I don't know what we get out of that. Um, it could be that you trade him and move up in the draft and go ahead and get yourself uh, Jaden Ivey. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if Brogdon's going to get you very far up the draft ladder. <laughs> you know, I, I will say this. Look, there's a lot of time in the offseason, and, you know, my hope is that Halliburton and, you know, Brogdon are spending a bunch of time together and, you know, figuring it out. And, uh, you know, Brogdon could be a great mentor, and, you know, next year's a new year, and they can find a way, a style of play that, that works for both, uh, you know, along with the coaching staff. You know, that's Look, I don't, I don't dis- – I've never disliked Brogdon. I always liked the kid. Nice I, I was really excited when it came in. He's a super nice guy. Um, I, I and and he's. I feel like one of the things that happened last season, not not last season, the season before, is that we gave him the reins to to lead the team, and he didn't handle it. And it didn't go great. And that's, didn't go great. So if it's his team, I'm not sold that he's my leader. And um, he's very efficient at scoring. Uh, he's a very efficient uh, uh, passer. He doesn't turn the ball over. Um, there's a lot of wonderful things about him, but it doesn't seem to work with the the direction we're going as a, as a franchise right now. And it also didn't help us win that many games the last couple of years. So um, I really like the guy. Um, uh, thanks for having a cup of coffee. But I think the priority should be to get rid of him. I think we need to bring in a, a, a Keegan Murray. Um, try to hold on to Jalen Smith if we can. And, um, boy, there's a lot of get, stuff to get done this offseason, and I'm real nervous about it. I'm just, I just think, I, I'm afraid it's all going to fall apart. I mean, so, I mean, I think, I think that the moving assumption has to be that, yeah, you're going to lose Jalen Smith and TJ Warren, and that's whatever, fine. I've already long since come to grips with that. You've already let it go. Yeah, it's already okay. done. As far as moving Brogdon, I mean, I'm fine. I'm certainly fine moving Brogdon. If we could find a better situation for that guy and a better situation for us, like, amen. Um, oh, yeah. No, I want him to be happy. I don't want to send him to Sacramento like we did. And uh, I also don't want to. <laughs> it's a bonus. I, don't, I also don't want to trade a guy who plays above replacement average for, you know, nothing. Like, I don't think he's a cancer. Right. He definitely team. does. I think he's, oh, no, he's like not. I, said, I, I agree with I that. I think he can be, yeah. a, you know, at the very least, a good mentor for these guys, even if he's not, you know, our top minutes getter every night. Yeah, but you're playing. You're paying him to be the lead guy. Oh, we have cast and you, So what? Yeah, but you can't. I don't think you can have him come off the bench as the two three, Why? You know, or the one two, or whatever. Why? Okay. All right. Says who? Yeah, he is a professional. I mean, we're, we're, I mean, we're just we're not New York. Like, I we just never been a team that's like, oh, your salary dictates your minutes. Yeah. And you know, I, I would be surprised if that 
changed now. I mean, we we do have um, you know McConnell coming off the bench right now as our as our point guard, um, uh, and I and I really pray not not just for for Joey's sake uh, or for this podcast sake, but for the franchise sake that we bring back Lance Stevenson as our two three off the bench. I mean, what excuse would we have not to? I mean, seriously, like. We're a terrible team, and the only thing the fans care about is Lance Stevenson. How can you not bring this guy back? I and I look. Let me just say this directly to Pritchard. Pritchard, I know. I maybe you don't listen to the show, but I know that your interns do because we because and actually the coaches tend to respond to what we say. So maybe the coaches do, but but maybe you don't, Pritchard. Listen to the show. But what I need you to hear from your interns is that you need to bring Lance back on a four-year deal, let him end his career here. I'm over this in-between stuff. He clearly is a pacer for life. He's a fan favorite. He's my sixth favorite pacer of all time. He's Joey's favorite pacer of all time. Let's make this happen. And just to cover our bases, I'm going to go ahead and talk to our, our GM, who is Chad Buchanan. Oh, sure. Okay. And I mean, just because he runs the money... <laughs> Chad, I think you could bring Lance back at a super cheap deal because otherwise he's going to China. So come on, let's just let's throw him the money. <laughs> Jesus, Chad, yeah. come on. But yeah, Kevin only has to make one phone call. That's for sure. But uh, you know, that's a phone call that shouldn't have to be made. Chad knows this. This this uh, okay okay. Look, if nothing else happens in this off season, if we lose Smith and we lose Warren. And uh, we don't trade Brogdon, and we get uh, the the worst possible player at six. You Big gotta Keegan bring Murray, you, who you love. No, 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 no. I'm saying he's already off the board at that point, or something. Or we just skip him because we're going for some big goofy white dude. What? Let's just assume that we screw everything up. You have to bring back Lance. Bring back Lance. Bring back Lance. Bring back Lance. Okay, that's my off season rant. I worry about these things. I stay awake. I worry that Lance isn't coming back. I worry that Brogdon's going to screw up our pace. I worry that uh, we're going to draft the wrong guy. Um, and uh, I worry that, uh, you know, we've already we've already made Miles Turner feel bad. <laughs> you're worried about Miles? You're, you're up at night because you're worried about Miles, Miles Turner's emotion ship? Yeah, I am. Yeah, man. Uh, it's called Colson's Anxiety Corner for a reason. I, hey, look, I'm with you. For my part, you know, our organization is paying all of these dudes millions and millions of dollars to work this stuff out. So I'm just going to trust that they're going to figure it out because that's what people who get paid millions of dollars normally do. And, you know, worst case scenario, um, you know. We'll get another bite at the apple in the draft next year. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, I do like the idea of a, um, I really do enjoy the idea of a, of a, a, a Halliburton uh, buddy, uh, Duarte, Murray, and then uh, a Miles Turner slash Isaiah Jackson um, center position um, with uh, T.J. McConnell and uh, Lance Stevenson and the birdhouse coming off the bench. 
Um, I feel like that team could win 30 games and uh, be really fun to root for. What about the sauce? So, oh, I mean, the sauce. I mean, the sauce has got 25 minutes a game no matter what. Yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, that's just assumed. That's just given. The, yeah. the, we just we just pin we pin in 25 minutes for the sauce. Yeah. No matter who we got the rest no matter who we the, draft. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no matter who we draft, who we's what the future of the franchise is. He's got the minutes the that we had earmarked for TJ Ward. Let's just go straight to the sauce. I agree with that. I agree with that. What if Goga? What if Goga gets good? What are we gonna do? I'm fine with that. Let's let's have a problem with this. Okay. Because he he has moments. He has real moments. Got me. But some of those he also moments. Also has real bad moments. <laughs> some of those moments. Not so great. I, look, I'll trade him uh, along with Malcolm Brogdon for uh, peace. Okay. I've been wrong before, but not often. <laughs> All right, let's go home. Let's do it. Um, you can uh, find us on Twitter at, at uh, Undebeatables. There are no uh, can... people who have gotten this far into the show. And can't figure out how to find us. Zero. Uh, Facebook.com slash the Undebeatables. Uh, we are also on the Undebeatables.com. Uh, you should check that out. There's a, a new uh, blog that, that's gone up. Uh, first time in four years we've got a blog. So you should check that out. Oh, that, okay, I uh, should check that out. I had no idea. You should. Yeah, super fun. Uh, we did a little uh, uh, rant on... Um... Who's we? I'm right okay, here. I, <laughs> I did a little rant on our uh, uh, the the fun we have with giving nicknames, and uh, I ah. think it went pretty well. You should also plug um, that into Googleables. Oh yeah, we have another feed which you should get on. Um, we have a lot of you as listeners have just gone ahead and and, and signed up uh, for the Undebeatables. We have less listeners than uh, than the Undebeatables. So if you're listening and you're saying, you know what, they have plenty other listeners, just stop it. Go ahead and. <laughs> Click on Undegoogables. Give us your love. Uh, review us on iTunes. Uh, I think you can even give us stars on uh, Spotify now. I don't give know. Give stars on anything. It's the internet, man. Give us stars. John likes stars. Send him some stickers. <laughs> Send me stickers. I would like things with puffy paint and stars. You've got a gold star for the day, buddy. Good job hosting. Thank you. Um, but because I was hosting... Uh, you have to sing us out. All right. Uh, there's t-shirts available. <laughs> and for our once and only Hall of Fame coach. No. no? He wasn't our once and only. He was once and always. For once and always. <laughs> Hall of Fame coach. Bobby Slick Leonard and other stuff. <laughs> Turn out the lights. Party's over. That was really good. Uh, it's that good. Was I don't really know how good. outro goes. Well, no, I mean, you, we have a script if you'd like to read it. Eh. No, we don't, actually. I made that up. We don't have a script for that part because Joey just assumes I'll always figure it out. But no, I thought the singing was brilliant. Mm, sure. You know what we should do? You know what we should do? Reverse day? We should have, yeah, we should have a pod where he's here, but he's not the host. Where he's called. And I'll just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got yeah. a and panic I'm, and the whole show. I love this. Oh, man. He has to make a haiku. I, t- oh, I love it. We've got it all figured out. Next show. Next time <laughs> all four of us are together. He's me, I'm him. 
dogs and cats living, living together. together. <laughs> Mass hysteria. <laughs>